Well, hello, Divination. What's happening? Welcome to another episode of Divi Chat. I would like to give a special shout out to Sarah Oates, who showed up at nine in the morning, even though she thought we were canceling today, and that's on me. And so high five to her. Sorry, we're a few minutes late. Uh, er, late er, the usual. <laughs> uh, but hey, we're here. Um, it was a little touch and go there for a minute. We almost didn't get to have an episode today, but I'm really glad we did. I pushed through because it's almost the end of the year. It's, I mean, today's November 29th. We've got one more day of November here. And if you are on the other side of the world where Sarah lives, you will, you, it's it. This is the last day. Yep. Tomorrow is December. So, um, we've got a new viewer who is joining us live. Uh, Drew Taft. Wow, finally get to join live. Yay. We're glad Hello. to have you, Drew. If you are listening, uh, instead of watching, join us live sometime. It's a, it's a good time in the chat, typically. Uh, it doesn't get too rowdy. But we usually have a good banter back and forth on things and you get to chime in and ask us questions that we answer and make you internet famous by putting your name on the screen, just like we did for <laughs> Drew. So, uh, today, you guys, because it is, just about December 1, we're going to talk about what we are going to do with this last little bit of 2022 that we've got left. Before we dive into this topic, I think that we should meet our panel. Eric, would you like to start? Yes. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Eric. <laughs> uh, I am broadcasting Oh my God. Tonight. Oh my God. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I just reached down to touch my mouse. I don't know if you guys can see this. That's the stink bug. Oh, stink bug. look at him. I touched Why him. Why is your mouse so excited? exciting for him? Yeah. I don't know, but I'm freaking out right now and I don't have it. Okay, <laughs> you go and then Sarah, you go. I got to go get rid of this guy. I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, yeah, so I'm Eric and I am still in uh, Peru. Um, today was our packing day. We are relocating on Thursday. So uh, it always, uh, so today was technically pre-pack day. Tomorrow we'll be packing up. Uh, but we had to take a little bit of a break to watch the United States advance in the World Cup to the knockout stage. So that was exciting. Nice. Um, and yeah, yeah, our kids are really into the World Cup this year. So that's been a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so you can, oh, and online you can find me at uh, Divi Agents Coach. Dot com for the next little bit. We're in the process of a rebranding, but that's all I'm going to say at this point. Nice. That's exciting. Uh, well, I'm Sarah Oates, and you can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. I run a very small agency called Endure Web Studios, where me and Sophie, Sophie is a graphic designer, create beautiful websites, custom designed using TV for small businesses. Um, we are just about to bombard our Instagram with a bunch of projects <laughs> because all year I've been really bad on actually keeping everything updated. And I redid our portfolio this week, just updated. I think I put seven new projects on there and I just feel like we haven't kept on top of that this year. And so next year, that's going to be something we're going to try and, you know, <laughs> do as we do a project. 
Um, but I'm really proud of all of the things that we put up. We didn't put everything up that we've done this year, but we put up a few that we're really proud of. Um, and so they're on the portfolio. So if you want to go check them out, feel free. But otherwise, we're going to bombard our Instagram, mostly just so we can update our Instagram with recent projects. So if clients come and have a look at it, they can quickly see the kind of work that we're doing. Um, and I guess we'll get to it in a minute, but I've got some other plans social media wise before the year is out. That's exciting. Why don't you schedule them instead of doing them all at once? Space oh, that is, a, that, that is the plan to like, oh, okay. you know, but it's going to be a lot of posts kind of before the yep. year's out. Whereas That's normally okay. we've posted maybe three times in the whole year. So yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Instagram would do well for you. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I, I, I feel like folks who have an agency kind of like yours, like they get good traction on Insta. I'm just anyway. not very good at being regular. But mm, yeah. That is tricky with it. Uh, yeah. Hi guys. My name is Stephanie Hudson. I work for Focus WP where we help your agency to survive ups and downs of work busyness because we have a whole team that's just there waiting and ready for you. You can run us by the hour uh, for pretty cheap actually. So, and you can get any, any agency service that you need done. And if you'd like to learn more, you can check out focuswp.co and better yet, come hang out in our Facebook group, focus on your biz, where we have, um, some really great chats. And if you are interested every Thursday at Divi chat o'clock, I call it, we, we hang out same time on Thursday nights in my group. And we do a little, just like networking, hanging out. It's been called mental health for web developers because it's just fun. But this week I'm going to actually give a talk in the group, which is the one that I gave at the recurring revenue retreat two weeks ago in Florida. And nice. because a lot of the folks weren't able to make it because it is a limited crowd there, I'm going to share my talk. So if you're interested in coming to check that out, Thursdays, focus on your biz. And now how about this topic? Um, First of all, okay, so the topic is how to fit, how to finish out your year strong as we move into the last month of the year. And uh, what's the first thing that came to your mind? Just like a, a first like gut thing that you thought when you read that topic before the show, Eric? Uh, check in with clients. Keep clients first. It's it's so easy um, in, a, in a topic like this, I think, to look at the business side of stuff, especially for me. Um, that's just kind of how I'm, I'm wired. Uh, so I just try to, I, I've, I've had to teach myself to think clients first, clients first. And so I think okay. ending the year well is means keeping your clients uh, first in mind. Now there's lots of strategies and things we can get into about how to do that. But I think if you I take care should, of your clients, right? well, your clients are going to take care of you well. Mm-hmm. Sarah, what, what's the, what's your first go-to thing? It's kind of been where my head's been at anyway. So a bunch of projects kind of wrapped up and then I had kind of some open space for the rest of the year. And I was starting to think through, okay, well, firstly, why do I have open space? Oh yeah. I haven't promoted anything we have done all year. <laughs> I probably right. need to do a few things on the business while I've got this opportunity. Um, and so I have picked up a few other freelance things, so I'm juggling both things, but very much that is, that's what I'm trying to work on at the moment is wrapping up the year in terms of actually reflecting on what we've done and sharing that, 
um, so that when people come and look at our stuff, they can see current work that we've been Love doing. it. So um, I think like that phrase, like finish your year strong, sometimes can make people think like, I need to make more, like I need to hit my revenue goals by the end of the year. If you can go, like if in doing those things, those two things that they just mentioned, you can sort of shake the trees and get some extra cash in before the end of the year. That's great. Um, But I think in the terms of this discussion in particular, I think finishing out strong could mean a lot of different things. For example, if December is a slow month for you, which I remember having this feeling a lot where I would start to panic in December and January and want to want to do like tons of shaking of trees and things like that. You make some decisions. Maybe you take projects that you might not take at a busier time, you know, and maybe you decide to ignore some red flags, things like that. And I, I told myself one time, and I never have a fully done this, but I've, it's been, I said, I'm going to just take off the whole month of December next year because then you go into your new year refreshed as opposed to completely stressed out because you've been so panicking about money and things like that. If you, if you know that every year December is slow, then maybe a way for you to finish out your year strong is to just chill out a little bit, to spend time with your family. If you celebrate the holidays in December, or if you have, you know, if you just have some flexibility, um, you know, my family doesn't celebrate Christmas, but if you don't, everybody still has off work, usually the people that have jobs and stuff. So it's a great opportunity, whether you're doing holidays or not, to to get to spend time with family and friends and to recharge and refresh. And it might be cold and snowy, or it might be summer, depending on what part of the world you live in. So, you know, you might need be able to get outside and do some things. So maybe finishing your year strong is a a personal thing like you're finishing with some strong mental health mm-hmm. before the year is done so that was kind of my um one of my initial thoughts about what to do because let's face it there's there's only four weeks left and the last two are the our christmas everything you know so it's like it's kind of tricky to drum up tons of revenue um yeah eric did you want to dive back into or do you want to speak to that either of you because you do have families and kids i mean i don't have kids at home i don't you know my your situation is very different i wonder if that's sort Uh, of an issue i always have to think about school holidays so in australia i think we're a bit reversed to you guys because Mm -hmm. of summer so kids finish up um in the next few weeks and then they have off until february so basically the last two weeks of December and all of January is managing kids at home and summer. And then basically because like I have kids at home, but everybody has kids at home. And so therefore January is our really quiet month because everybody is juggling kids. No one's got time to think about new web projects. And so often it'll be dead all through January and come the very first Monday of February you suddenly get calls. Like it just happens mm-hmm. every year because I think yep. people get back to work and they're suddenly like, all right, we've got to like deal with this web thing. And so suddenly you get the calls. And so I'm very aware of that. But so juggling all of that, my plan from that perspective, I always try and go to half days for school holidays just to manage the kids getting a little bit of time and me still getting some work done, still having things move forward. But during January, I try and actually have a break 
Um, so sometimes I've taken all of January off and just kind of checked in for an hour a day, like check emails, make sure nothing's kind of going awry, but have the time off. This time we're having a three solid week off as a family. And then I'll play it by ear in January, um, either do half days or try and, you know, have a few full days off here and there if work doesn't come in. But I, w- I don't want to lose this opportunity to work on the business. And so that is the juggle for me from that perspective. But I like what you're talking about personal health things, which I'll come back to later because that's been on my radar at the moment as well. Love it. How about you, Eric? Um, so yes and no. Um, the, the thing for me is, uh, because we go back to Ohio for, for Christmas, um, even before we were digital nomads, um, and our families live in rural Ohio and there's crap internet. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of have to take that into account. Uh, so we'll, we'll take time off this year as being on top of that digital nomads, we're, we're fitting some travel in right now. And I, I would just say that, you know, one of the, this is one of the nice things. If you're listening right now and you're like, oh, that sounds great, but there's just no way I can do that. I've got, you know, bills to pay and stuff like that. Well, this is a great opportunity because like Sarah said, things will get slow. I mean, because we we're, we're B2B, things will get slow. Um, this is where it's a good time to like, uh, you know, check in on Stephanie's training she's doing on recurring revenue. Because one of the reasons I'm able to take some time off in December and the first week of January to travel will be um, moving from Ohio to relocating from Ohio to Mexico City, where we'll be spending the first three months of next year. Um, And so traveling and getting into the new apartment and finding our new grocery store, and that all takes about a week to get to get settled into our new city. Um, Having that monthly recurring revenue in place is good. And then leveraging Black Friday, to provide the cash flow to get through um, December. I've got a strategy here that we can talk about in a little bit that I'll use to bring some cash in in December to get through the first couple weeks of the slower part of January. Um, But yeah, so I guess from a dad's perspective, it's a little bit different. Maybe I don't feel the same as the pressure of a mom. I I think it's different. I think moms have this mom guilt pressure that is is different than than dad's interesting um, I, I tell you what too i do know because i know you guys i know your family structure sarah and her partner both work full-time and your wife is a full-time mom right eric yeah so there that's a huge difference there as well if the kids are you know not in school and things like that so you don't have to like feel like you're i mean obviously you're a pretty lousy dad but like, <laughs> it's, it's something I work at. <laughs> yeah, good. Keep up. Keep up on that. Um, okay. John Cooper has a comment here in the chat. I'm going to put it up. He says, sometimes just getting more sleep and allowing my body to recoup does wonders for me mentally and physically in between family and promotional projects. It's amazing, isn't it? Like yeah. it's, I don't know why I I'll do it all the time. I'll be sitting at my desk being unproductive and getting a little cranky, maybe a little hangry. And it's like, I will do that for so long 
before I would just get my butt up and go get a snack or go walk to the mailbox, which I live in an apartment complex. So it's like a, you know, three minute walk or something. So just go out and get some fresh air, come back a whole new person. Hello. Why can't we just do that more often? But, uh, sometimes, um, having work be a little slow, even though like financially that could suck. It's also like kind of a silver lining is that it can, um, really help with your physical and mental health. Uh, yeah. Cindy. Um, oh, Cindy was at recurring revenue retreat. I got to meet her. Hi, Cindy. Uh, the hustle culture. Yeah. And it's, even if we aren't like a hustle harder, bro kind of person, that culture does kind of seep into all of us, you know, especially as entrepreneurs. And when you think like, you know, you don't work, you don't eat. It's like, you just, we just keep going. And the added a guilt, a guilt factor. Like, I think there's this thing of like, if you don't have work on for today, like there's nothing specific you need to do. You always have this guilt of feeling like, but I should be sitting at my desk and I should be doing something. And like, I think sometimes it's that guilt that makes you not go, I'm going to go massage or I'm going to like take the rest of today off or I'm going to like watch Netflix. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Go have a nap. Or I think there's this guilt thing that's like, no, but I should be sitting at my desk or I should be doing something to like bring more work in later. Or um, I've been trying to take moments where maybe I need to go do something at the shops or whatever that, you get to a point in your day where you've done the things and handed the things over and now you're waiting for clients instead of just mm-hmm. sitting at my desk and like, I don't know, fluffing around doing whatever. Okay, well, now's my chance. I'm going to go to the Playing shops. with your air tables more. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Go and do something and then come back and you've got all your answers and then you can keep going. So sometimes I've been shifting my day around. I try to work school hours, but sometimes I'll get to like midday and I've, I'm now waiting on clients. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go do this other stuff I need to do, go pick up the kids, come back, and then go back and do a bit more work and just, you know, wiggle stuff around. And in the end, it means I don't feel guilty about the fact that I just went and did other stuff that I need to do. Personally, I don't really ever feel like I'm sitting and waiting. I I always have a (laughs) to-do list 100 miles long. But I know that um, I I talk a lot about, like, my, my sleep schedule and things like that. And how I try to structure my day that I don't, I don't start early. I start at 10 or 11 in the morning, but I work late and, and then even late at night I can work. Like I can be super, super productive from like 10 to 12 or even 12 till three or four in the morning. I can get so much done, but I can't take advantage of that good brain time if I have worked from 10 a.m through till yeah 8 p.m or 9 and then i scramble and grab something real quick to eat and then i'm just done i'm done yeah. you know if you work eight eight nine ten eleven hours like i just can't go back to it so it's this is i had was doing really good with my time blocking for a while there and then i mm. sort of fell into some bad habits like with moving and traveling and things like that and i was trying to block out like two to four hours depending on the day in the middle of the day so work for two, three, four hours and then go do things. Because the other thing is when you work, if I sleep in the mornings and then I work late, all of the life things that you have to do are closed. 
Yeah. It's closed. It's so annoying. Like you can't go to the post office at nine at night, you know? So like, if you yeah. need to go do things like that, you It'll cannot believe how many Amazon returns are piled up behind the sharing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> I hope they still give me my money back. But uh, yeah. So to take, to be able to like have yeah. some structure and I don't know, maybe a month like December is a good time to even test out some of those things. Cause yeah. it isn't as much heavy deadlines and stuff where you can sort of say like, if I were to take this chunk of time and go do that, will I, will I make it? Cause sometimes you, do you ever feel this too? Like I just interrupted myself. You, <laughs> so don't feel bad if I interrupt you. Cause I do it to myself. It you like, you feel like if you get up and leave from your desk, you won't make it back. Do you ever get that yeah. feeling? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Like I feel like, Oh, I'm kind of being productive right now, but there's something I should be like, I need to go and do, but I know yeah. if I get up right now, like this is gone. Like this yeah, moment right. is gone. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, you lose your floor. Absolutely. Did Nancy, did Nancy just propose to me in being <laughs> a Debbie chat, live chat? You need a wife, Steph. Someone to take care of those pesky errands. I do. Thank you. I'll I'll consider your offer. It's very good. The thing that I the, the thing that I thought of with Cindy uh with Cindy's comment about the, the hustle culture is it actually reminded me of the fact that, you know, this used to be a side hustle you know, doing, you know, websites, stuff like that. I had an, a nine to five job. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we got into these seasons where the nine to five job, you know, slowed down, which for me wasn't Christmas because my nine to five was, you know, pastoring, you know, I was a pastor of a church. Oh, and right. so, you know, this was a very busy time for us at, at, at the church, but there were other seasons where the nine to five would slow down and I would feel like, okay, this is the time I can really go in on, on the side hustle. So, so, so some people listening to this and, and watching, you know, this isn't their full-time gig yet. And so yeah. you've got the, the side hustle. So I think, but I think the same thing, you know, plays in like, take up, take the opportunity during this time where, you know, it's a little slow. Um, and when you get that break, make sure you're just keeping things in balance. Give give time for yourself, give time for your family, and and give time to the side hustle to make it your main thing if that's your goal. Because some people are they're in the they're in the side hustle right now, trying to make it their main. Thing. That's true. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. So, um, so I just had another thought. You have to hustle a little bit when this is a side hustle. I mean, you do have to take make some sacrifices, and and so. Yeah. yeah, that's part of it, though, too, when it's a side hustle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. I was thinking about um, me this time last year, and me this time last year was trying to wrap up three projects all in December, where all these clients had delay, 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 delay all year. And then it was like, they all wanted it done before Christmas. And I remember feeling like, oh, I just have to do it. Like, I have to make it all work. And it was insane. Like, and in the end, I think two of them, I didn't quite get there. And we ended up having to push it in January. If you happen to be in that position, so maybe it's not that you're like slowing down, but in fact, you're like stressed out because everyone wants stuff done. My recommendation and what I wish I had done last year was talk to clients now and said to them, you know what, like Christmas is a lovely time to have a website go live, but realistically it doesn't make any difference if we do it now or we do it mid-January. And I think we should plan for it to be mid-January. So we get the site kind of ready so that you're starting to bug test things, but then we launch it in January and just take that pressure off with some of your clients. Because I think 
it can be easy to feel pressured by clients and pressured to get there by Christmas. And you can just turn yourself into a wreck because realistically, lots of personal things are happening at this time of year, whether you've got kids at home from school or whether you're like madly trying to like organize Christmas presents or you're like, whatever it is, it can feel like a busy time of year. Everyone's trying to get together. So you've got like 500 like yeah. dinners and Cocktail lunches parties and, and yeah. Yeah, and it just it's a busy time of year, but then on top You guys of that, should look into like, stopping celebrating Christmas. It is such a <laughs> Yeah. Well this year our family, so we do celebrate it, but this year we're doing a whole week with an extended side of the family the week before Christmas. So it's like mm. it's even cut earlier for us this year. Yeah. But I, I just thought I'd put that forward because even though this year things are really like it hasn't been like that and maybe I've kept clients more on track, who knows. But like this time last year it was not that case and I wish I had of at the start of December given clients the expectation of what was realistic and not put myself under this insane pressure that meant I got into Christmas and just fell apart because I was yeah. so exhausted from pushing so hard. I wish I had managed it different because, as I said, January is always quiet. Why didn't I yeah. just give them the expectation, let's finish this off in January? So yeah. James, that's another James Hayward, another a fellow Aussie, is uh... – yep saying he's he's doing something similar he's pushing back on the what they're what they're asking for um i also yep. think it's kind of a uh, like uh, drew says make sure the pre-launch can get a good start so i mean i think yeah. it's not even a great idea to launch a site right then if you if you're looking for um like e-commerce sales over the holidays like you want to mm-hmm. test that out so i don't know who needs to hear this but mm-hmm. this is your reminder to right now like keep this window open, don't leave us, but like go open your calendar and scroll through to like July 15th or some date in the middle of the year and put a note to yourself to send an email to clients and say, if you would like to have a new (laughs) website before Christmas, we need to have that conversation within the next four weeks. Something like that, you know? Yeah. And and who hasn't launched a website? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, who hasn't launched a website on a Friday afternoon and then kicked themselves in the guts? Like the amount of times we've been like, let's just do it at the end of the week. Like, and then you're doing it at 4 PM. For me, my host is one hour different to me. And so if I am pushing it live at 5 PM, they're already on their weekend. And if something goes wrong, like the amount of times I have made the mistake of launching something on a Friday afternoon, it is not the day to launch. It is not the day to launch something the day before you go on holiday, because inevitably there is a glitch. It will happen. And so then the next day you're getting emails when you're trying to travel on your holiday, like you don't want that crap. So, and your client doesn't really want that crap either. So try and allow the amount of time, whether you're launching a site, launch it on a Tuesday, whether you're launching a site before at least a week before you go on holidays is your deadline to launch mm-hmm. that site so that you can go on holidays and actually have a break. I've made that mistake far too many times to count, far too many. And yeah. clients somehow yeah. feel like Friday is a good day. If their site is ready on a Friday, say, great, we're going to launch that on Monday. That's excellent. It's going to be a great Monday, everybody. Well, and, and taking that idea of, of time blocking. So like this year, what we did is is we blocked out on our productions calendar the 15th of December through the end of the year. 
And then because we had some things start to come in last year or last, you know, a couple of weeks ago and people was like, oh, my deadline is January uh, 1st. Like, I, I want to get this site done. I want to watch January 1st. And I opened my calendar and looked and I said, hey, if we're going to make this happen, our deadline's December 14th. So you're going to have to have this to us by this date and this date and we can do it. But he, here's the here's what the, the schedule looks like to make that make that happen and was able to put it back on them. That's not something I had done in the past and it really yeah. has worked out well for us. Now, can we, can, can we obviously extend that in through past the 14th? Sure. But I don't, I don't want to, if we don't have to, because I want to be able to give my team a break as well. You know, I want to be able to honor my team well and set them up to not have a hectic week between Christmas and, and New Year's. So I want to be able to serve them well by that and serve our clients well. Um, and so I'm already thinking like, what are some times I should probably go into next year's calendar and, and do some blocks in there yeah. where it just gives us a chance. I remember when I used to, I used to run a summer camp and retreat center and we would block time out of the year where we wouldn't rent the facility out. So we could do things like, strip and wax floors and, you know, do all the different facility things where we needed a window of time. And I'm just realizing like the same concept plays in, in this business as well. So you, your side hustle was stripping back then. Was that before or after you were a pastoring days? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. (laughs) Just checking. Okay. We got a couple, uh, we got a question here from Rafal. Hi Rafal. I just met Rafal recently. Um, if you're really slow, do you spend more energy looking for new clients? Is anybody else hearing an echo or is it just me? No, I'm hearing an echo. Try, try muting Eric, because I don't think you have headphones in. If you're really slow, do you spend more energy looking for new clients or do you push upsells to existing clients? What is your strategy? I love this question, Rafal, and I feel like Eric Dingler... I want to, I was just about, this is perfect because I was going to just circle back to what you, your little tease you gave us earlier. Yes. Well, it's always easier to have one customer 100 times than a hundred customers one time. So keeping that relationship with your clients, nourishing them is a great uh, thing to do. Um, and so mine is going back to those existing clients because it's just already, it's so much easier. So now that our Black Friday schedule, our Black Friday sale uh, has ended, um, what we'll, we're going to do now is we'll start a push over the next two weeks. Now, this works for our, our U.S.-based clients, and that's that's all I have. Um, so, I, I, Sarah, I'm curious if, if this would play as well in, like, Australia. Um, but we're just going to be very blunt and be like, hey, if you have a project you're wanting to do next year and you need to spend some money before the end of the year for taxes, because if you, if, you know, there are businesses that'll need to spend money mm-hmm. this before the end of the year to pull down their revenue off of this year's taxes, um, you can prepay now for projects for next year and we'll cut a discount. Now, last year it was 50%. I'm not going to do 50% this year. because I, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. And it was great. And it and it worked out. That was our Black Friday sale. But this year I did, you know, a BOGO on content. Um, but I'm gonna do 25% off and it's our hourly packages. Now, this isn't a product. If somebody's they can apply it to a project. So let's say somebody says, Okay, yeah, 
I want to buy, I'm, I'll give you $2,000 for, you know, hours. And I'd have to calculate that, what that, what that out is out. But like, okay, that's the seminar hours. And then after the first year, they come in and they're like, okay, I want to do a redesign of my website. Well, then I'll look at that and I might say, okay, it's going to be $5,000. You have $2,000 you can apply to that. It's not an, it's not an hour to hour exchange at that point. Um, and so that's just, that's how we do that. But it worked really well last year doing this to with clients. And so it's kind of the combination of the messaging of if you've got, if you need to have a business expense before the end of the year, yeah. you can prepay that now and we can get into the specifics of what it will look like next year. Or you can pre-buy hours. Um, and so that's a really, that's worked really well for us. Yeah, nice. It, it's slightly different here in Australia only because our financial year ends uh, July th- uh, June 30. So we're oh, okay. just at the other part of the year. But yes, it would theoretically work for us coming into June or even end of April um, saying to clients. So it's different. I think it's a great idea. Um, I think for freelancers, the only downside to that is if you're on the cusp of, I think it's 75,000 turnover, Um, And then you do that, it might push you over that limit and then you have to apply for GST and you have to start charging 10% tax. And the year that you start charging your GST, it really hurts because your prices aren't accounting for that 10% yet. And so it gets, it's this, it's just a really tricky, it's a tricky transition time. And so you just want to be aware, where is your turnover up to? Because if all these people give you money and it suddenly pushes you over, you might end up losing an extra 10% um, at that point. So, you know, there's just lots lots of things to consider as a freelancer. How much is your turnover going to be? And does that then mean you pay like a ton of tax that maybe you're not wanting to do? So you can help your clients with their taxes by completely submarining Screwing yourself over. Taking your (laughs) own, yeah. 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 So that's a great tip. And in the US, it's also super complicated. So yeah, guys, yeah. be be cautious if you're going to do that. But um, but we don't have to charge. Well, I don't know. In the states that I've lived in anyway, let me not an accountant, not a don't listen to me, but uh, <laughs> I, we don't have to charge tax on services like hourly services. So that's a little bit of a different situation. But there are still brackets that you fall into and stuff like that. So yeah, so we get double taxed. Um, so it's like you, awesome. but then they claim it back. It's this weird system that like you have to charge GST and then they get to claim that GST. I don't know. It's so annoying. All of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, there was some joke that was like about taxes and it was like, you, you have to pay your taxes by this certain date. And it's like, okay, great. So I just log in and you'll tell me how much I pay. No, you have to figure that out. Oh, well, what if I get it wrong? It's like, you go to jail. (laughs) (laughs) It is like, they know, you know the amount, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you, so you're just telling me, no, no, no. Even if you go to an accountant, they're still like, yeah, but it's still on you. Like, so we're paying an accountant to do all this work, but then they're like, but it's not on me if I get it wrong. Like, how am I meant to know? everything is bonkers so okay guys we are at um we are in uh, 45 minutes to the top of the i mean 15 minutes to the top of the hour we have talked about um 
ways that we can use the month of December to sort of refresh ourselves physically and mentally, emotionally. We have talked about how we can maybe stir up a little extra business. Um, Another thing I would like to talk about is could you take this time to work on your business? Because, um, uh, you know, like during the year, you know, you're supposed to have SOPs. You know, you probably want to fix your website up a little bit more. You know, like there's all these things that you can easily say, I'm just too busy to tackle those right now. So now if you're complaining that you don't have enough work, guess what you do have? Time. So take the time to maybe put in a few hours, even if you want to still relax a little bit, you don't have to put in like a full hardcore 10 hour day. Um, Oh, Drew, Drew says sharpen the saw so you can make faster cuts. I love it. Yeah. Um, so this is one of the things we've been trying to push like at focus WP, we have like a little promo going on for, if you want to work on your site, you get like the cheapest hours we sell. If you just want to work on your own stuff, because it's in our best interest to help agencies sell more business. Um, But also, like, take a course. Have you, is is there some courses you've been having your eye on? Or have you purchased courses over the year that you have not taken? Do you have business books stacked up in your Audible account or on your bookshelf that you haven't read yet? Uh, What else, guys? What other suggestions for, like, working on the business? Yeah, I was gonna say the 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 one piece of advice I would I would tack on to that though is depending on where you are in the life stage stage of your business, like standard operating procedures, those they're they're important and, and all that kind of stuff. Don't don't get me wrong. But there's a time in the life stage of the business where those come into that you, you really want to focus on those. If if you're starting out or if you're in the side hustle trying to go full time it's the name of the game is sales because without sales, who cares how many, how, who cares how nice your your SOP is. Um, Now you should have some basic things in play, but I would spend time if you're going to work on your business right now and your, and and sales are important, figuring out what are those sales strategies? You could pre-write several emails for all of next year, sales emails. Like now's the time to be, to be, you could do that. Um, you could be putting together some social media posts. You could be working on figuring out what is a special or looking at your prices, upsells. If if I was going to be learning something new right now, um, it would be in like adding monthly recurring revenue, you know, or adding a new service. Um, if your website is 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 great, or, or if you're if, even if it's just okay, I would leverage a service like Focus WP to add a new to add a new service page. You know, have, you know, or their copywriting, you know, because professional copywriting can make a major difference. So I would focus less on the aesthetics of my site right now and focus more on the, the copy and content. So I think it's a great thing to do or like listening to books that are about that's about sales, you know, spending. So anyway, I, I, I won't keep beating the, the, the dead horse here, but I would focus on what can you do to to improve sales and sales volume. Yeah. So there's been lots of things we haven't had time for this year. So one of them is the portfolio, which I've already talked about. Um, and so we've already been working on that, but then um, the other things case kind studies, of are in that. Just to drop in case studies. If you missed last week's episode, that's right. We talked about yep, how to use case studies to beef up your portfolio or to like make your portfolio, like not have to have as much in it. 
because you're going to yep. So go back and listen to last week if you haven't. Sorry, continue. That's okay. Um, so that's something that we've been working on. But the other thing that we've been planning, so we've talked about the fact that um, social media, we've done nothing this year, basically. And it's not that I'm going to become a social media beast because I don't have time for it. I kind of don't want to do it. Um, but I understand that it is important. And so we're thinking about, well, what can we do to make the most of that right now? So the first thing we're going to do is load up a whole bunch of stuff to Instagram, just so that our gallery is full of previous projects and quotes, um, like testimonials, those kind of things. So that if someone comes to our Instagram, they can see really quickly, what's your style? Like what kind of projects have you been doing? So they can kind of get an idea, almost like looking at our portfolio. But then the other thing that we're going to do is put together a post for both LinkedIn and for Facebook, which is a wrap up of the year. So rather than bombarding our feeds, what we're going to do there is one wrap up that is like here, we're so excited to come to the end of 2022. These are some projects we've worked on this year. We're super proud of them and have like a slideshow full of photos um, of websites so that we can say like, this is what we've been up to. And then Sophie and I very rarely share to our personal feeds. And so both of us sharing to our personal feeds, because one thing that we've thought about that we're not really doing, a lot of people we know don't know what we do. And the last time they saw what we did was maybe two years ago. And the quality of our work has dramatically changed in the last two years. And so I think even the people that we personally know don't necessarily know the quality of work we're doing. So being able to share that with them without bombarding them. So once a year, being able to say, hey, this is what we have done this year. Check it out. They've only got to see it once and they see a whole bunch of stuff we've been doing. It's in their mind. Then when they're talking to people they know who say, hey, I need a website, that's instant promotion. And it's promotion that comes from a referral, which is a much higher quality of referral. And so therefore, we're more likely to convert that. And then we're going to promote that post on Facebook to local Canberra business people. So target the people who are small business owners in Canberra, so that they hopefully will see the recent post that projects we've done this year. So we're really going to try and target and then in LinkedIn, I might even pay with play with some sponsored um, posts from that perspective and just trying to like actually hit people rather than trying to, because I think the thing with social media is it's hard to actually get into people's feeds without paying for it. And so if instead of trying to do that every time we do a project, like maybe we still try and do that, but once a year trying to like actually hit people with a whole bunch of projects, whether that's Christmas time or end of financial year for us in Australia or like who knows what, but that's something we're playing around with um, as an idea of really investing in that stuff now while we've got some downtime, but also while people are in that kind of thinking stage. And I think by me stopping work, I've started to think about all these things. I think other business people are the same. They're like madly trying to get to the end of the year, but then they're going to stop and have some time to process things and think about their own small business. And that's the time when if they see a post like this, they're more likely to think, you know what, maybe it is time that I updated my website and then they get in touch. So I think thinking about, you know, this is a great time of year for everybody to allow their brain to settle. And once your brain settles, it's amazing the things that spark up. So we've got all these ideas of like new services we want to offer next year, like one page websites um, to try and get people in at a one page level. Cause there's lots of businesses that don't need a five page, but they still want something custom. They don't want a template. So 
you know, like thinking through those things, it's all bubbling up because I finally have some time without projects. So That's make, make the most of all of that. that. That made me think that was a really great point. And it made me think the idea that like, since other businesses are going to be slowing down for us, this is a really great time too to offer a webinar. Um, and promote a webinar and offer your own online training. Eric Ziegler loves himself a webinar, you guys. Well, yes. Do whatever. Um, and this is a great time to do that, you know, um, So, or even host a, a, a live local event if, if you're able to. And I mean, I, I did that when we were, when we were location bound in Norfolk. Um, we had a coffee shop that had a little community room that you could, you know, rent for, you know, 25 bucks, unless you sold so much coffee, then it was, it was free. And I would host every once in a while, um, a free, like, so what it was, it was just like, Hey, I'm going to be here during these hours. And so it was like open office hours. So come and work on your social media for your business for the next year, plan your thing. For, and I'll be there to add, to answer questions, you know? So it was just kind of like That's cool. time with an expert and that was it. No, no cost, nothing. And it was a way I was able to partner with a local business. And then the business association shared it, you know, and some people would come and it always led to, to projects. Um, yeah. And it was a, there's a great opportunity just to do that, that may cost you nothing if, to use a coffee shop's community room. Uh, a lot of libraries have, have community rooms that you can, you can reserve for free. So there's something you could do. And you've got these business owners right now that have some downtime. Maybe they can come. I love it. Maybe they've got their in-laws at the house and they're looking for a reason <laughs> to get the heck get out, out of here. here. Yeah. Um, guys, if you haven't already done so, do us a big favor. Go ahead and hit that like button wherever you are right now. If you're just listening, if you're watching, give us the old thumbs up. Um, if you are on YouTube, of course, uh, subscribe and get the alerts so that you don't miss an episode of Divi Chat. Um, why don't we have, uh, should we have final thoughts, guys? We have time for final thoughts. I've got another week. section. Like, I know oh, we talked about mental another health. Section. That's great. Go for it. We kind of didn't talk about like health in general. And so okay. I know this isn't like specifically Divi related, but I think it all impacts all of the things. Everything, for sure. I, I don't know if it's like for you guys, everyone kind of talks about the start of the year being the time that you like get yourself on track. Like maybe you start eating healthy or you decide you're going to mm -hmm. like start exercising or you want to start meditating or whatever the thing is for you. I think it can be really easy to go, yeah, I'll do that in January. But the problem with January is, well, for me, I'm on holidays and then my kids are at home. And so the schedule is just like shot for all of January. And then you get to February and you're like, crap, I've got to get some work done. And it all just falls off the plate. And so this year, my plan is to start now. And so I got a new Apple Watch um, a couple months ago. It comes with a free three months of Apple Fitness. Hadn't used it. And I was like, crap, it's going to like end in about a month. I should start to try and use it. So my current goal is spend 20 minutes a day doing something at the moment I'm doing like the yoga it's super easy you can follow the modified things and so it's not like you know I'm following the pregnant lady and that's fine <laughs> but I think getting started now rather than thinking about getting started in January because January is like it's just it never happens for me it's a bad month to start anything 
but I'm trying to get the ball rolling now with the things that next year is actually going to make a difference because if I'm feeling more fit and more healthy and more centered and like when I meditate for 10 minutes every day, it makes such a big difference to my life, but I haven't made time for it this year at all. So if I can get that ball rolling now, then when I head into next year, it's already part of my habits. And then it's not something I'm trying to get started next year in the new year when it's crazy. So that would be my advice. That's what I'm trying. If you want to keep me accountable, feel free. I can keep you accountable. (laughs) Let's see your circles on your watch. That's right. I have a friend who had to go in the hospital. She like got really sick. was in the hospital for like a week. And her daughter and her fr- her sister took her Apple Watch and walked around with it so that she could close her circles. I'm like, I feel like you're missing the point of the what the uh-huh. Isn't that weird? Like it was yeah. so competitive with them. I was like, that's okay. Well, sure. That's not how uh, I anyway. roll. <laughs> no, me neither. No. <laughs> um what uh I was thinking like my brain was sort of halfway to what you're saying, Sarah, but I didn't really like give it enough attention to think about it before this. But what I was kind of thinking before the show is like how it always, I can hear Tim's voice in the back of my head. Anytime we even start talking about anything remotely resolution ish, because he hates New Year's resolutions. He don't, he doesn't think they work. He gets like so annoyed when people talk about them. And I kind of thought like a lot of times New Year's resolutions are either guilt-based because you just ate too much or you didn't do things what you're supposed to or blah, blah, blah. Or um, or it's like just because everybody else is doing it. And neither of those are really great motivators. But if you yeah. start like now because you want to give yourself a kickoff to get your next year started ahead of time, like give yourself a runway to yeah. really start to skyrocket some of your personal goals it's like it kind of separates it from that a little bit. At least it does in my mind. I don't know if yeah, hundred percent. And I think ultimately it's all about habits, right? Like it's all mm-hmm. about making new habits that can become part of your lifestyle. You can't do that when you're on holidays because then as soon as you go back from your holidays, well, nothing's the same. So the right. habits you made in holidays don't actually help you in real life, mm-hmm. right? No. And so part of it is about doing it when you're in a normal routine. But part of it is New Year's resolutions don't work because we set six of them. Like we set too many right. of them. So mm-hmm. instead of doing that, like why don't you spend your next month during December doing one new thing and that's it. Like take the pressure right down and say, okay, well, what is the one thing that would make a difference to my life next year? If I did this one thing, whether it's like doing more movement, drinking more water, meditating, like whatever the thing is, I know it all sounds woo-woo, but honestly, all of it makes a massive difference to my life. This year I did water. So I now consistently drink two liters to three liters of water every day, every single day. This time last year, that was not a habit that was a part of my life. But this year, that's been the one thing I've worked on. And that's just part of my life now. So like if you can pick one thing that's going to make a difference for your next year and work on that one thing through December, then in January, you can pick another new thing to work on. But you're not trying to set six of them and fail at all of them. Just pick one. Drew calls New Year's resolutions promises to yourself that you ignore at the first sign of stress. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Um, and Vicky, Vicky resonates with Tim. She says she's not a fan of the 
of the resolutions either. Boy, this is oh, Jones talking about them too. This is really interesting. A lot of people are commenting about that. Jones says, New Year's resolutions are old fashioned. No one ever keeps them. So why do it? What Sarah was saying is right on. Totally. But it is like, for some reason, it does feel like a fresh start and you're going to want to do something. And it's just, I think what it is doing is it's a time for you to reflect and go, what aren't I happy with? And what do I want to change? And because everyone's doing it, it's like your brain has a moment to think, well, what matters to me? And the problem is we don't do that more often through the year. So if more often through the year we took a moment and we chose one thing, then we we would be more likely to continue to work towards that thing. So I think the good thing about resolutions really is just you take the time to think, well, what stuff aren't I doing or what stuff am I doing that I wish I wasn't doing? We don't stop mm-hmm. to think about those things. Vicky says yeah. tiny habits um, or yeah, even beyond that, Vicky, tiny changes to habits. I started um, the book Atomic Habits. I can't believe I haven't ever read it yet. And I somehow so stalled good. on it again. It is good, but like I keep like starting it and stopping it. But uh, he talks, I think it's in that book. It has to be where he talks about like if you could make a 1% change. Yeah what that impact would look like once you've mastered that and then you do another 1%. You know, like if you can just make inc- like incremental tiny adjustments yeah. to the things that you're already doing rather than these huge sweeping proclamations that you're never going to touch a piece of bread again and no more alcohol <laughs> and all these other things and you're going to go to the gym five times a week at 4 a.m. Yeah. You know, like forget it. Try these little incremental changes, which I think are are really, really great. And attaching it to something that you already do as well. So like if you want to do 10 squats a day or whatever, then attach it to when you make a hot drink and you're waiting for the kettle to boil. If you're already standing there, why not like attach a thing to it? You know, you're already going to do the thing rather than trying to like find a time, some random time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I love it. Okay, guys, we do have just a couple more minutes here. Why don't we do final thoughts? Anyway, uh, sure. that was, I don't know if that was your final thought. Um, I think I have one. <laughs> I could start if that's, I yeah. give you guys a second to think of one. I think um, when we are talking about this topic of how to finish out your year, you have four weeks. Um, give yourself a few minutes after this episode is over or you know, this evening or early in the morning tomorrow, whenever it is, give yourself a few moments and think, what does that mean to me? What would be a success? What what would I call it a win if I could, you know, within reason, achieve this month that would set me up for success going into the next year? And don't don't go nuts, but think of something realistic like we've been talking about here today and see if you can set yourself a little goal and we would love to hear about it. We can be your accountability buddies. You know we're all going to be riding Sarah to make sure she's that's right doing her steps. So yeah, we can all be accountability buddies. Um, so anyway, that's my final thought. P- decide what it is for you. Like you don't have to do any of these things that we do. It's yep. what makes your year and in a way that you determine is a strong ending. So mine, I'm going to uh, piggyback on that a, a, a little bit. And my final thought was something I started, um, it was about this time, it would have been this time last year. Uh, I began scheduling out way far in advance uh, a quarterly CEO day and taking that day 
and, and going away and working on the business because a change of pace and a change of place can be very, can open you up to a lot of creativity um, and, and get you out of the habits. And like, I don't take my laptop. I take my iPad because I, I, I do all my drawing and journaling and good notes, um, mm-hmm. but I just turn the Wi-Fi off and everybody knows ahead of time, like, I'm, I'm going to go away and, and, and have this day where I'm going to work on the business. And I specifically call it a CEO day because I want to think like a CEO, you know, like what, what would I be doing at a CEO level working on my business? So, so I'm thinking big picture, what are the metrics, what are the things? And it, it's just, it's been fantastic uh, for me and in the business. And so it, I think it plays into this. That's a great time to figure out what's that next thing I'm going to tackle for the next three months? How am I going to move the business forward? What am I going to do? And so if you've got some downtime, uh, leverage it, put it on your calendar, figure out where to go, even if you need to. And I, I, I spend a little bit of money on the day because it's a CEO day, um, you know, so have, have what, you take a limo, have, you take a limo there or something. What do you do? No, but I did. I rented uh, uh, a conference room. Latte. I always make sure I've got, I'm really close to really great food. Um, you know, I have a nice this, meal. I never knew you did that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love, love, love my CEO days. Um, and they're Can very, you do it four times a year. I do it every quarter. So yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, I like, I think my final thought is don't be too hard on yourself. Like wherever you're at is wherever you're at. Um, and just try and think about what's actually going to make the difference for you. So whether it's allowing yourself some headspace and going to think about what can you introduce for next year, whether it's you take some headspace to work out what physically for your own body is going to make you be more present next year or whether or not it is stepping away from your computer and having a break. I think, yeah, just allowing yourself a little bit of grace in it all um, or going to your clients and saying this deadline that you've got for this year is not realistic. So let's reschedule that for next year. Set yourself up for success from that perspective because you will thank yourself so much later. And honestly, your client's launch is going to be better anyway. Love it. Thanks, guys, for being here. Don't forget to hit the thumbs up. And um, we will see you. We will be here next week, probably the next two weeks, I think. And then, as usual, we, we usually take a couple weeks off at the end of the year um, for all of these reasons that we just discussed through this episode. So, um, thanks for being here. We appreciate you go crush your December in whichever way you so choose. We're here supporting you. All right, you guys have a great week. Bye.